Hello, Deborah Wilkins. Hi. Happy National Accessibility Week, Simon Trevoranis. Yes, happy gnaw, happy gnaw week to you too. And gnaw as in hashtag NAW2019. All right. And to everybody out there as well. Um, there'll be lots happening during National Accessibility Week. So do uh, keep uh, tuned to the uh, website, uh, which is, do you happen to have that, Simon? Of course. PCPD.ca. And if you follow the link for NAW 2019, it's National Accessibility Week 2019, you'll find the whole calendar. And this is Insight Peterborough, uh, and it is a project presented by the Peterborough chapter of the Canadian Council of the Blind and... And this week, CPD, Council for Persons with Disabilities. Yeah, that's great. Well, we have lots to present to you today. It's a jam-packed hour. So on Friday, May 31st, the Peterborough New Horizons Band is going to be presenting their spring concert, and proceeds from that are going to the Peterborough Multiple Sclerosis Society. We're going to have a guest in a moment talking uh, about uh, PNHB and MS and the MS Society here. Uh, but to begin with, let's um, have a, a selection from this year's Green Band. So it's uh, the uh, beginner uh, level uh, in our band. And I think they're playing... It's called Scooby-Doo. Here we go. So that was Scooby-Doo yeah. by this year's uh, edition of the Green Band, which is our uh, beginner's uh, level band uh, in uh, the uh, Peterborough New Horizons Band. And here with us is a guest, uh, Angela Kahn, who is a member of PNHB and also a local ambassador of the MS Society. Hi, Angela. How are you? Hey, Devin. Good. How are you doing? I'm good, thanks. <laughs> so, how long have you been in the band? Well, I was just thinking about that, and I think it's probably been five or six years. <laughs> mm, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess we should first of all talk a little bit about the 
levels that I was mentioning. Can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, it's really nicely set up. They We start off with a green band, and uh, that's for people who maybe have never played an instrument before, don't know how to read music, uh, anything like that. But it's also for people that perhaps played a little bit in high school or when they were younger and want to get back into it. So it's kind of a nice refresher, but it also starts from the beginning as well. And that's a really nice entry-level point. And after Green Band, we have a band called Jubilee. And usually you spend a year, sometimes longer, in Green Band. And then you can move into Jubilee. And that's where we take a look at a little more of the musicality when you're learning music, not just um, you know the proper notes, but we look more at rhythms and a greater emphasis on counting, dynamics, loud, softs, kind of giving music a personality. And then we have Allegro. And that's a really nice band. We get into a little more difficult music, but because it's done sort of with an adult education model, where we know that we are, you know, teaching adults, it's very fun, very social, <laughs> uh, as you as you can attest to. Yes. And uh, so there's not there's there's no pressure. You know, we have a motto in our band: your your best is good enough, and it, your best it does get better. So Jubilee is a lot of fun. We play a lot of different types of concert pieces. We play pop, um, a little classical, but not much, uh, but mostly, you know, Beatles and things like that. And then we get into, after Ju uh, Allegro, there's Skylark. And Skylark, we really try to focus on musicality, like putting a little bit of yourself into the piece um, in terms of the louds and softs and the dynamics, but really putting kind of your own stamp on it. And we focus a lot more on the rhythms and the counting so that everyone plays together. And we have a, one of our conductors, Mark Hiscox, he's so funny. He'll say, oh, I said, uh, you know, everybody play, but I forgot to say together. <laughs> mm. Because that doesn't always happen. No. And our top, our final band is Odyssey, and that that's sort of our top band in terms of the difficulty of music. Uh, Skylark and Odyssey are pretty close, but Odyssey just kind of takes it to the next step. And uh, again, it's it's social, it's fun. Uh, we just we have a good time, but we're we're also learning music, and you know the people, you know. It's surprising how accomplished they get in a really short period of time, right from Green Band on. That sounds like a whole community of people. Like how many? How yeah. many musicians? I think there's about two hundred. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and around there, and it, it is a community. Oh, we have a lot of fun. Oh, we do. <laughs> we have Halloween parties and potlucks and uh, spring flings. We call it where we get together, usually at Personal Touch in Peterborough. And, uh, yeah, we have a big potluck and all the bands are... We also have ensemble groups that uh, can break off in the band. So we have, like, a clarinet group, which is just clarinet players. We have a flutissimo group, which is flute players. We have a music lab, which is all different instruments together, but playing, uh, you know, just different types of music, different types of pieces. So we have a large community, but also smaller communities within which is nice which is probably great for mentorship and things like oh yeah like a new flute player does yeah. it cross all of the uh, bands like these little flutissimo is there somebody from mm -hmm. odyssey somebody from scarlet Scar skylark 
doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, yeah, it pretty much works that way. I know, like, Music Lab, uh, for example, some of our music, it's more sort of Green Band Jubilee level in terms of difficulty to play. But we've got people from Odyssey in it, people from Green, Jubilee, Allegro, all of them. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we have lots of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so if you come to this particular concert, which is happening on May 31st, you will actually hear the levels uh, starting at the beginning and going to the, uh, the top level, because I, I think that's the way the program is set up this time, isn't it? It is, yeah. Mm-hmm. We're starting with Green Band, and uh, the clarinets will be playing half an hour before the concert starts. Oh. Yeah, and then we start with Green Band, and yes, right through to Odyssey. Yeah. Oh, I attended the, was it the Christmas or hol- yes, holiday uh, celebration, and the flutissimo was playing in advance of the concert. Yeah. Yes. That's a nice uh, little, little treat you throw in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, flutissimo's really good. Yeah. Devin, you're on the flutissimo, is that right? Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, we tried to put uh, people in the mood for our Christmas concert. (laughs) And I'm sure the clarinets will do the same thing. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you will. You're a member of the clarinets? I am, yes. Oh, good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Now, um, our custom is uh, with uh, the spring concert uh, to donate some of the proceeds to a charitable organization in uh, the Peterborough area, and this time it's the uh, Peterborough Multiple Sclerosis Society. And you have uh, some experience with MS, don't you? I certainly do, Mm -hmm. yes. (laughs) And we're very, very grateful for the donation this year. How did uh, you come to know that you had MS? Actually, it started... uh, Many years ago, I'm not going to say how many, but it was around (laughs) when I was 34. And uh, we were just actually on our way to China, a trip. We were uh, bringing our baby daughter home from China. And uh, I remember the neurologist said, you know, I think you have MS. And I said, oh, well, that's not good. This was on a Monday. Mm. We left on the Friday to go to China. And I thought oh, well, I'm going to be a mother on the weekend, so I guess that trumps MS. And that. <laughs> so, you know, it, uh, yeah. You got your priorities straight right away. Yeah. I did, I did, yes. Yeah, wow. but it was pretty devastating at the time. Yeah. What, what uh, uh, symptoms were you experiencing? Um, MS, it's a funny disease. For a lot of people, it's invisible. Uh, there's a lot of people in Peterborough, actually, that have MS, that if you saw them, you know, Lansdowne Place or downtown, you would never know. But um, my symptoms were I had weakness on the right side of my body. I needed a cane to walk, uh, dizziness. I had huge balance issues. I was falling a lot. And I had trouble seeing. My vision went. A lot of double vision um, and fatigue. Fatigue is Probably my worst symptom, to tell you the truth. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I understand that heat doesn't help the situation. <laughs> no, no. And, and there's a lot of pain with MS. And, 
heat uh, can can numb everything with MS. So I was playing at a gig last week at a retirement home in Peterborough. Actually, it was in Lakefield. And it was so hot in the home, when we were finished the gig, I couldn't stand up. I couldn't walk. Oh, dear. Because heat will flare up MS. And so it got to the point where I'm like, I couldn't feel anything from the waist down. Wow, so. that quickly, eh? Yes. Wow. But once you cool down, you know, you're better. But yes. even after that, I had difficulty walking for a couple of days after. Oh, wow. Yeah. Goodness. Yeah. yeah, that's not how it's supposed to work. No, no, no that's for sure. <laughs> no. <laughs> Yeah, so um, uh, your uh, society or your chapter of the society, do you have regular meetings or? We do, yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really nice. We have support group meetings that uh, we meet sort of every other Monday. And I believe there's a Tuesday group. I think they're still meeting. And it's just a great group of people. And I, at first I was a little hesitant to go to support group meetings because I thought, oh, that's just going to be depressing. You know, I don't want to see, you know, people in wheelchairs not doing well. Is that going to be my future? Mm -hmm. But a friend of mine talked me into going, so I went, and uh, it was exactly the opposite. Uh, everybody there, they, they knew without me explaining my symptoms fully exactly what I was going through. And that was just so supportive, and I could see how well they were managing it. So then I knew I would be okay. <laughs> There's nothing like peer support, is there, right? There really isn't. You're right. It's really, um, when it comes down to it, it's gotten me through a lot of pretty tough times. Yeah. Wow. So now, if somebody out there wanted to get in touch with um, the local MS Society, what's the, the best thing for them to do? Well, we have a great um, person working at our MS Society. Her name is Ann Driscoll, and she is absolutely <laughs> amazing. She works 24-7 for MS, which we couldn't ask for more. Uh, the phone number there is 705-748-4221. And, yeah, and she's there. She's great at returning calls because she is often out in the community uh, working on some fundraising for MS. She just put on uh, a couple huge walks, actually. Wow. We just had our MS walk uh, yesterday. Yesterday, yes. Yes. And last I heard, we'd raised almost 36000 All right. Yeah, and all, wow. all of the um, donations hadn't come in yet last I heard. So wow. it was Peterborough community and outlying areas, Peterborough County, are so generous. It's a very special place. That's a common yeah. thing for these conversations. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's kind yeah. of amazing. We're very lucky. So now we talked about um, how to get more information about the MS Society. How, if, if somebody wanted to become a member of the PNHB or wanted to, that's Peterborough New Horizons Band, or wanted to find out more information, uh, what's the, there's an info day, isn't there, on June 3rd? Yes. It's, always it's, by memory, Devin. Holy cow. I know. She's <laughs> incredible people. Devin always amazes us. Oh, my goodness. Uh, her, her flute playing is out of this world, by the way. Just thought I'd put that plug in there. Um, but, yeah, we have an open house uh, next Monday, June 3rd. It starts at 9 a.m. 
and uh, it's great. Just to come out, you're going to see our current Green Band members play. Well, I guess you'll hear them play, which is awesome. And you'll meet the conductor, Mark Hiscox, and he's doing Green Band again next year. Okay. And he makes it, honestly, so much fun, eh, Devin? He does. He really does. Yeah, it's yeah. great. And we practice at a Living Hope, a Christian Reformed Church, which is on Lansdowne Street East. It's a one consumer's place, but it's basically between the OPP station and the Peterborough Humane Society. Uh, it's kind of on the same street that the Peterborough Humane Society's mm-hmm. on. That's how I know where to turn. It used to be the old Consumers Gas Building, I understand. Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't oh. know that, but apparently so. Oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that either. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, a contact there, if you can't make it on Monday to come hear the band... And I would really urge you to because we demonstrate each of the different instruments. So if you're not sure what instrument you'd like to play, it's kind of neat to hear all of them. And we tell you a bit about kind of where they fit into a band, like what instruments get more solos, what instruments, you know, play more rhythmic, uh, lower brass, for example, kind of keeps the rhythm going Mm -hmm. versus trumpets have a lot of solos and flutes and clarinets uh, have some solos, which is really nice. But if you can't make it, we do have a contact named Cliff Ballantyne and he's a great guy and I have a phone number for him as well it's 705-743-7420 and we also have a website if you want to come check that out and that's at uh, nhbpeterbro.com Great. Yeah, and I actually uh, have to send out a big thank you to Cliff for sending this music. So we actually have music from 2019 Green Band uh, because Cliff sent it to us. Oh, that's great. Otherwise, you would have had to listen to uh, when I was in Green Band in 2012. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. That would be good. We could hear Devin on a solo. (laughs) Oh, well, I'm not sure it was a solo, but but it uh, it was a Green Band anyway. Uh, otherwise, uh, I would have had to uh, play Christmas music from this year's Green Band, and somehow, well, I've heard of Christmas in June, but yeah, yeah, Very good. yeah. No, thanks to Cliff. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Um, that was uh, a really big uh, feat that he pulled off there. So, anyway, this um, this Friday night's concert as well is um, it starts at seven o'clock. And, but that's not at Living Hope, is it? No, no. The concert is at Calvary Church, mm-hmm. um, which is at sort of Clonsilla and Lansdowne, beside Holy Cross and the uh, Catholic School Board, the Peterborough, Victoria, Northumberland Catholic mm-hmm. District School Board. Oh, it's well, a that long was amazing. <laughs> you said that before. Do you work with them? Because that was impressive. Yes, I, I was actually vice principal in uh, a couple of their high schools. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. I've never heard somebody say that acronym so quickly before, so you, you, you must have practice. Oh, yeah. Great, great school board, great schools, yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, it's at Calvary Church, and tickets are $10. You can get them at the door. And which is really a good deal for, you know, you're getting five bands playing. Yeah. Great. Yeah. yeah. It's a great show. I definitely can, can uh, give you my support for sure. <laughs> Did the Christmas concert. It was fantastic. Thank oh. you. <laughs> um, or if you happen to know a member of P- PNHB, you can get from them from uh, 
anyone uh, involved with PNHB before the concert, but we always have tickets at the door. And uh, and the MS Society, you can also get them through Andriscoll at the oh, MS Society. Good, yeah. Excellent. And our office, it's actually located in Jackson Park. <laughs> ah, oh, really? Yeah, you know, there's a, at the end of Monaghan, where you take the laneway into Jackson's Park, on your left-hand side, there's an old stone house. Oh. It looks like right by the gates. Mm-hmm. And that house is where our office is located. Wow. Interesting. Okay. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, and then you can go for a stroll in Jackson's Park. Of course. Beautiful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Perfect. So is there anything else that I should be? Oh, and also don't forget uh, Info Day. If you've, uh, you know, played an instrument, uh, a band instrument before and haven't played it for years, or if you were in a high school band and now you've got some extra time and you'd like to get back to it, that's uh, at 9 o'clock on June 3rd, isn't it? It Monday. is, yes. Mm-hmm. Right on. Uh, at Living Hope. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And we really look forward to seeing a lot of people come out. And even if you've never played an instrument, please come check us out because our <laughs> conductors are... Um, you know the best some of the best teachers very patient very patient (laughs) and we also have sectionals which you your instrument uh, everyone that plays your instrument goes and gets sort of one-on-one help with a conductor and Mm -hmm. so if you're a little nervous starting we do have that as well for all of our bands not just green band yeah okay and and it's a nearly fully accessible activity it is yeah yes there are, are people there with uh, various types of disabilities. So there's no reason why you can't get involved if you have a, an ear for music or if you like uh, playing music or whatever. Um, is there an age range, Angela? <laughs> well, they, they used to sort of say 50 and up, um, but when I started, I, I wasn't 50 yet. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, it is mostly a senior band, like, but there are some you know, people in their mid to late 40s. And we've actually had uh, high school students as well, kids that have been um, homeschooled, mm-hmm. will often join our bands as part of their high school music craft. Oh, cool. So never uh, never say no, you know, like uh, never uh, discount it just because you're not uh, a certain age or whatever. Yeah, can, music can, is universal. It's, we should all be doing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Can I get you to give Cliff's uh, number again um, on the website? Yes, I just have to get it up on my oh, phone sorry. again. And on the way out, Devin, should we be yeah. playing another song? Um, oh, that's yeah. a good idea. Uh, while, while we uh, uh, do that, uh, um, okay. uh, I believe you've got the green band playing, um, what, Lean Mon- On Me? We've got either Lean On Me or Monomena. Okay, I'm, I'm not as familiar with Monomena, but I do believe it is from a movie. Yeah, I don't know. I guess the Muppets, isn't it? Oh, is it? Okay. What what would you have then? Okay. Uh, Well, let's do Manamana then. (laughs) But do you have that address? I do. Or at least the phone number, uh, Angela? I do. It's Cliff Ballantyne at 705-743-7420. All right. And here is Manamana. Thank you. 
I recognize that song now that I hear it. Have you played it before? No, I have not. <laughs> oh, okay. So, but I think the Green Band uh, for this year, uh, 2018-19, did a, a um, what am I trying? Try, a, a swell really job, job, smash up job. Yeah. You know, smashing good S- job. Smashing. Yes. Good job. Yes. Okay, uh, and so don't forget the uh, PNHB concert, and uh, proceeds of that will be going to the Peterborough MS uh, Society. Well, uh, we have, I won't say often, but sometimes had Linda Todd on this program, mm-hmm. and she's been talking to us about Active Together and um, Peterborough Council for Persons with Disabilities and and all of that sort of good stuff, and she's still doing that. But I found out just recently that um, she is also a budding artist. She sure is. Yeah, and I had the chance to uh, chat with her earlier today, and um, she's going to talk to us about uh, various things happening during the summer, um, including a couple of art shows and sales. So here's that interview with Linda Todd. Hi Linda and welcome to the program. This, Thank you very much for having me Devin. This is definitely a side of you that we haven't uh, seen before. Usually we're chatting with you about um, events that are that are happening for for us and well I guess this is for us too but also for you. Um, with regard to your art uh, show and sale. Can we start, though, at the beginning and uh, learn a little bit more about Linda? So were you born with a a visual impairment? Yes. Yes, so I was uh, born legally blind and partially colorblind. Okay. Um, and did you go to uh, the uh, mainstream, uh, through the mainstream school system? Yes, I did. Uh-huh. Has y- your vision um, deteriorated uh, any since day one? Pardon? Has your vision deteriorated any? Uh, no. Um, so my, um, my vision... Uh, just you know, born with the with a variety of different uh, issues with it, but it's not degenerative, uh, um, or so I'm told. Okay. And, uh, I guess maybe the aging process, or if I get afflicted with something else, um, I have. Interesting enough, I have uh, noticed a degeneration on my ability to see color uh, recently. So my, um, I'm not sure if it's just because I'm paying attention to it more, or, uh, but I am having more difficulty seeing red. Ah, okay. All right. So uh, you uh, are a recent uh, arrival, fairly a recent arrival in Peterborough, is that right? Yeah, we just moved uh, here a couple years ago. Uh, February 14th, we took possession of our house. We moved from from Millbrook, and, uh, which isn't very far, but it's definitely uh, a different style and change of life coming into the, into the city. But the reason we did that is so that it would give me freedom. You know, I've got accessibility to transportation and a lot of, a lot of uh, 
for opportunity to join programs and, and different things without being dependent on my husband. Uh, and it definitely uh, has worked out that way, you know, that uh, I've been able to join and get involved in all kinds of things. And uh, just having the opportunity to be independent uh, has been extremely freeing. Well, that's good. Uh, were you born in Millbrook? I was. Oh, okay. So you're sort of familiar with this area of Ontario then. But getting used to uh, Peterborough Transit, uh, I recall you talking about that being uh, a bit of an adventure. Yes, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, from well, the second day we were living here, I decided to uh, go to Saugeen Shaft to do archery, mm -hmm. and uh, it was uh, a program that was being put on through. Uh, Council for Persons with Disabilities, and uh, I was terrified to take the bus for the first time. But I, you know, I realized, well, what's the worst can happen? I could just end, end up on the wrong side of on the wrong side of town. Um, I did make it to Saugeen Shaft, and I enjoyed uh, doing the archery. Met some fabulous people, which was, you know, my intent. And but then on the on the way back. I was crossing the road to the bus stop, and uh, I didn't see the intersection median, and I had a very bad, hard fall on, on that. And uh, so I quickly realized, um, well, after picking myself up, uh, I quickly realized that uh, I needed to get proper training to be here in the city, learning the, you know, uh, learning how to use a cane. I'd never never used a white cane prior uh, because I was so familiar with the area that I lived in. You know, I didn't I didn't need it. Right. I didn't believe I needed it. Right. Uh -huh. <laughs> but wandering around the city uh, and unfamiliar uh, sidewalks and roads and street lights and so on, I uh, definitely I determined that I, I needed to proper training. So I contacted the CNIB, Canadian National Institute for the Blind, and uh, got a orientation trainer, and she taught me how to use a cane and how to navigate the city and navigate the areas that I knew I would frequent, and that was uh, uh, an amazing experience. Okay. So is it, uh, has it been since your move to uh Peterborough, that uh, you have uh, started to explore the world of art? Uh, no, it was more more recent than that. It was just really the last uh, December uh, that I took some workshops with Valerie Kent of Cabin Art Gallery. Uh, she had tried encouraging me to uh, take lessons prior, and really I would have nothing to do with it. Uh, I just saw it as it was going to be a very frustrating experience for me. You know, I always have to constantly, you know, ask for guidance or what color is this color and and I did not I did not see it as fun whatsoever. Um, but I ended up taking some workshops and absolutely loved it. And I was able to uh, determine the colors for the most part, uh, especially since the bottles are labeled. And then when I put things on either palettes or 
you know, I just make sure that I label everything clearly so that I don't, uh, if I'm not seeing a color correctly, then, you know, I've got a note of reference. And so that's been really helpful. So I've just been able to institute different tricks to help me and, uh, and then bring the colors together and make it work. And have you always had an interest in art, even before you started uh, exploring it, or, or how, how was it that that Valerie came to know that you had a a yen for art? Uh, I'd say perhaps art in general. You know, I've done pottery classes and. And I like graphic design and creativity, um, the painting aspect of things. Uh, I had not had a prior affinity to that. Uh, it was more Valerie talking me into it. And uh, I think uh, why she kept uh, pushing it, I, I can't uh, answer to that. Um, I guess she just, because she's so passionate about it, and she wants to share that passion and show show others uh, how uplifting and freeing that it can be. And, uh, you know, that it seemed to work out really well for me. So now is it is it painting or, or uh, drawing or uh, what uh, kind of art is it that you're involved in? So this is called freeform uh, acrylic uh, abstract. So uh, you use a variety of different uh, tools and, I mean, some brushes, but it's mainly, uh, it's, it's abstract art. Okay. So you, you can, you end up creating designs and pictures and so on, but uh, it's more of a generalization and, and you know, people see, see different things within the abstract. Okay. Uh-huh. So um, you have this uh, show and sale happening. Uh, what are the uh, dates again? So the show is at uh, Paul's Frame and Art Gallery uh, at 588 Monaghan Road here in Peterborough. Mm -hmm. And it's called From Dark to Discovery, The Linda Todd Journey. And I also have a show happening at Valerie's. Uh, art gallery, a cabin art gallery. Wow. On County Road 10 in Cabin. And uh, they are running, basically, uh, it, they're both set up now. And they're running till the end of June. And then I'm having a, a show opening at Paul's Art Gallery on June 8th, where, you know, the public is invited to come and have some light refreshments and then and uh, view the art, but they can certainly go there anytime during his business hours. Uh, but the show celebration is June 8th from 2 to 6. All right, that sounds terrific. And uh, will some of your pieces be for sale? Yep, yeah, everything, uh, everything that's there is available uh, to go to a new home. And Paul's uh, isn't normally uh, an accessible building, uh, unfortunately. Um, it's just it's an older building and not able, and it's close to the roads. So they can't do a, a ramp out front. Um, but for the show opening, I did have a, a ramp built out back. Um, 
Um, so for anyone with mobility issues uh, can go to the rear of the building uh, where there's accessible parking and be able to attend. Well, that's great. So you must, uh, you must in order to, to have two shows running uh, simultaneously, you must have been quite busy over the last little while. Uh, yeah, it's certainly been my uh, focus point. Um, uh, you know, yeah, a lot of a lot of time and energy has gone into preparing preparing them. Uh, you know, there's many works of art, and it also takes uh, a month for each piece to dry. So things had to be done, you know, well ahead. Wow, I would have never thought it would have taken that long for for it to dry. Try to the touch, and then there's an absolute curing, right? So that's why it takes so much longer before they can be varnished. And um, but even even just regular draw, drying, so you know, so that you can just move the piece to um, in a few days, mm -hmm. and then uh, and then letting it cure. Um, but yeah, I've certainly learned a lot through uh, this process uh, about how you know other the, the color wheel and what colors work well together and what don't and what turns to mud or the different densities of colors of paint and it's been a really fun learning experience terrific and uh, you expect to continue on with this oh for sure it's uh it's absolutely relaxing and uh and self-satisfying you know i seem to have gotten lucky getting these shows and I'm in I've got pieces in uh, three other shows actually wow um, uh, well, there's a show in at Northumberland Hospital and I've got one piece there that was accepted and Spirit of the Hills uh, show in Workworth and Miskawa Gallery um, there's three pieces there's 25 artists that are invited to bring pieces, and Miskawa Gallery is actually an outdoor gallery for July and August. So the uh, curator and artist, Daniel Marlett, he hangs, he takes out uh, all 75 pieces of art and hangs them throughout his beautiful forest, and people can just meander through, you know, this lovely area outdoors and admire all the art and he takes it in at night. And uh, so for July and August, I have uh, three pieces going to that. That's terrific. So let's review uh, again the uh, addresses of the uh, uh, um, two places where you have um, uh, shows going on at the moment, and maybe the, the dates and that sort of thing. Sure. So the Paul's uh, Frame and Arts Gallery, formerly known as Nancy's Frame and Art Gallery, at 588 Monaghan Road here in Peterborough, which is over by Kenner uh, Collegiate School. And that show is uh, starting now until the end of June. And the opening celebration is June 8th from 2 to 6 and then the other show is Cavan Art Gallery on uh, County Road 10 in Cavan uh, just at the 
four corners of Cavish. Uh, the gallery is a couple doors down from the main corners. And the, that gallery is open uh, six days a week. I think it's closed on Mondays. And uh, from 10 till 4 or by appointment. Now, I understand that you have a, a website and a Facebook page. Uh, do you want to tell us uh, about those? Sure. Uh, the website, I've got uh, some of the artwork listed up on it that's available, and people can take a look. And the address is lindatodd.com, L-Y-N-D-A-T-O-D-D.com. And uh, also, I have a Facebook page where I will post uh, new pieces of work as I do them and uh, or any announcements and uh, my Facebook page is Linda Todd Artist um, or it's a kind of a business page off of my own main personal page so people can it would be great if they would go on and, and like that and follow or, or share news and announcements that would be uh, very helpful and uh, I also uh, offer, uh, or, you know, take on commission work. So if people are looking for a specific size and colors for in their home or office, then I can certainly work with them and establish what their their needs are and what they would what they're aiming for, and fulfill that. All right, that's great. Well, all the very best with uh, your uh, two art shows and also the. Uh, uh, showings elsewhere that uh, are going to be happening during uh, July and August and uh, generally speaking all the very best with your uh, career as an artist. Thank you Devin. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been very exciting and certainly a, a new and learning experience and uh, I've been very blessed with these many opportunities and I look forward to hopefully seeing a lot of uh, friends at the uh, June 8th, uh, June 8th uh, opening. Yes, I'm definitely putting that on my uh, calendar. <laughs> so take good care and thanks. Having me on your radio show. This is awesome. We're always glad to promote um, people with disabilities and what they're doing and that sort of thing. So thanks so much for being with us. We certainly are glad to promote. If you have... All right. Um, we're going to play uh, another song by the uh, Green Band, and uh, then we're going to uh, go into an interview that I had the uh, pleasure of doing with Albert Ruel um, from the uh, Canadian Council of the Blind, and uh, you'll hear a little bit more about that, and uh, it's about the uh, Canada election, sorry, Canada Accessible election town hall and uh, isn't this um, an opportune week to mention that there's going to be a tele town hall on uh, June 6th about accessible elections hmm yeah this this should be quite interesting so and it's most likely going to be a technology solution isn't it I don't know oh, okay. uh, Albert and I will um, uh, discuss what we know and what we don't know about it and most uh is what we don't know <laughs> well whatever whatever the solution is you're going to have to lean on it that's right and so we'll take things away with green band playing lean on me 
if you happen to be someone who is blind or deafblind and you've tried to vote in a federal election, you'll know that it's next to impossible to do it privately and independently. And it has been for years and years. Now, however, it seems that Elections Canada has found a way for us to be able to vote on our own, an accessible way. And on June 6th, there's going to be a Teletown Hall uh, where you can hear all about how this new system will work. Talking with us today from his home in Parksville, BC, is Albert Ruel, who is the program coordinator for Get Together with Technology. And that is a program uh, sponsored by the Canadian Council of the Blind. Hi, Albert, and thanks for being with us. Hey, thank you, Devin. That's uh, pleased to be here. Hello, Peterborough. Yeah, isn't the internet wonderful that we can do it this way? Yes, I think yeah. they call that uh, cyber commuting. No, what do they call that? Telecommuting. That's what it is. Yes, yeah. So I'm intrigued by this sudden move by Elections Canada after all these years. How did you find out about this? Um, I found out through Donna Jotton uh, from uh, Sterling Creations. She was in touch with Elections Canada, and um, and so they wanted to do a town hall to speak to blind and partially sighted and deafblind Canadians across the country to talk about what they can expect in this year's election. So I, I wouldn't, I don't know if I would necessarily say that anything new has occurred. They just want to talk to blind and partially sighted Canadians to let them know what sorts of accessibility features will will be uh, put in place for the federal election in October of 2019. Now, you know, to be honest with you, Devin, we haven't grilled them to find out what their presentation is going to be all about. We simply said we will help you to connect with as many blind folks as we can muster. Uh, and so far, we've got 65 people who have registered for the Teletown Hall. So at this stage, I don't know what they're going to have in place. I'm going to be learning all about it on June the 6th, along with the rest of us. Wow. Sounds interesting. It does. So, so the, 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 the programs essentially will be, uh, will, the call will be no longer than two hours long. Um, Susan... Uh, and I can't recall her last name, from Elections Canada, will do a presentation at the start, and then there'll be a question and answer period for us to uh, express our frustrations, you know, ask questions about what it is they will be putting in place, and um, and, and I suspect too, and, and hope that she will also be able to give us some lowdown on how things might shape up if and when the Accessible Canada Act is uh, is put into place, because I'm pretty sure that act will have something to say about how we vote. I sure hope so. I mentioned that in my, anytime I had uh, the chance to join a consultation, <laughs> that uh, elections had to be made accessible. Yes, no, we certainly hope so. And, uh, and I'm really looking forward to the opportunity to hear directly from someone at Elections Canada and to be able to ask questions if, uh, if, if they come up. You know, if the presentation doesn't meet my needs, then I'll, uh, I'll certainly be asking some questions. Definitely. 
So how does one register for this Teletown Hall? First of all, maybe we should go back. So it's on June the 6th. And what are the, what is the uh, time? It is, um, because I live in the, the Pacific Coast, it's at 3 o'clock Pacific, which means it's 6 o'clock Eastern, uh, which is the uh, Ottawa, Peterborough, you know, Toronto time zone. Yeah. Um, and so on. So, you know, everybody can sort it out from there. 3 o'clock Pacific, 6 o'clock uh, Eastern. All then, right. There's, uh, we're going to be using the Zoom conferencing platform, which means people can dial in from their telephone or you can connect from your smartphone through the internet or from your computer, either a PC or a Mac computer. Uh, the telephone number that is provided is a Toronto number. So if you're going to use a telephone, you'll, you'll want to make sure you've got a, a long distance plan that'll get you into Toronto. Um, and you know, and to RSVP, we uh, we need to know who you are. So send us an email message, and we will send you all the dial-in credentials on the third of June. And uh, the email address is caet2019 at gmail.com. So that's Canada Accessible Elections Town Hall. So caet. 2019 at gmail.com. All right. I don't think I'm one of the 65 who have registered yet, but I'm going to. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, we're looking forward to it. We'll, uh, we'll make sure that there's a, a good opportunity for people to ask their questions and, uh, and hopefully they'll tell us all the things we want to hear. Yeah, definitely. Yes. Because uh, this has been a real hassle over the years. Um, yeah. Is there anything else uh, that that you might want to add about this, Albert? No, that's about it. Like I said, you know, we've not grilled them to find out what they're going to say. We're going to find out at exactly the same time as everybody else. We're just making the we're we're just facilitating Donna between Donna and myself, uh, Sterling Creations and the Canadian Council of the Blind. We're we're merely facilitating the meeting and uh, hoping that lots of people come out and check it out. That's wonderful. And uh, I'm going to uh, make sure that people know about this on other lists as well, even if it is off topic and that sort of thing. And, and uh, the best thing that we can do from uh, now until the 6th of June is uh, spread the word as much as possible. You bet. Let them all know. So thanks very much, Albert, for coming on to uh, do this with me. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll try to let people know about this interview as well so that uh, they can uh, either listen to it when it's being aired for the first time or catch it on uh, our podcast. Exactly. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Take care, Albert. All right, that is the interview with uh, Albert Ruel about the uh, Teletown Hall regarding uh, Canada ex accessible elections. And uh, so, get your if you want to if you're blind or uh, deafblind or partially sighted, make sure to uh, uh, email and get your registration all done up. So. Simon, what's happening tomorrow 
and uh, for whatever more time you have to, to tell us with regard to National Accessibility Week here. Well, tomorrow's exciting, but there's actually stuff still going on today, believe it or not. Tonight at 6.30 p.m. until 8.30 p.m., there's a dance going on at the Royal Canadian Legion being put on by Christian Horizons. So uh, all in, everyone's, uh, everyone's welcome. The cost uh, is $8 per person. However, if cost is a barrier that keeps you from participating, then there's a solution for that. But uh, please come on out to the Royal Canadian Legion tonight, 6.30 till 8, and join the Christian Horizons uh, group with the dance. Uh, so everyone's welcome. Tomorrow, on the 28th, the library is hosting some great story time and book club events, and they're showcasing their new listening devices, which uh, we got a chance to check out today at the library with Mark and everybody at the city. And uh, Wednesday, we've got some stuff going on with Fleming. Check it out. You can find more information about the National Accessibility Week on pcpd.ca slash naw2019. You can also find it on the city website. So I think that's about all for our show today. And uh, looking forward to chatting with everybody next week. Catch you soon. Bye.